Good morning, everyone. How are you? Give me two seconds, please. I'm very thirsty. So, first of all, I'd like to thank God and my wife for all the help that uh, she has uh, invested so I could write this message today. Uh, believe me, these two past weeks, they've been extremely busy, and without her help, I don't even know where I would be. <laughs> so, <laughs> te amo. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm Daniel Martinez, and for those who doesn't know me, I'm sometimes I'm uh, known as the best barbecuer of the world. <laughs> Some other times, um, as the Mexican that was stuck in his own country. <laughs> so yes, last time I spoke here uh, two years ago, Addison asked me to talk about uh, Job, and I made a joke about my pronunciation. So today I will talk about a uh, job. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get stuck in Mexico again. <laughs> so at the beginning of this series, Addison asked us, what did you want to be when you are a grown up? Well, I'll, I always wanted to be a businessman. So I studied a degree in management administration, uh, the process of planning, organizing, directing, and controlling the use of organizational resources to achieve certain objectives with efficiency and effectiveness. It took me four years to learn that in Spanish. In English, it's very difficult. So you know, um, Back in Mexico, I used to work uh, in a few transnational companies, a few banks, and today I am a GM of a, and a shareholder of a small company here in Canada. And yes, we came here five years ago almost. And I learned, I learned something when we just came here. If you want to come to Canada and you want to stay, you need a job. Are you a student and you want to stay? You need a job. Do you want your permanent residence? You need a job. Exactly. <laughs> there are other ways to beat it. So my last job was in Procter & Gamble in Mexico, a very difficult company to get into. It took me four years to achieve it. And in the last of my 13 steps, between a few tests and interviews, they gave me a piece of paper saying, welcome to Procter & Gamble. And I was very happy. I kept reading it, reading it, and it says, but we don't have spots right now. So they called me four years later. You want to work in Procter? Okay, I said yes. Working there was very good. Uh, since you learned a lot, but there was nothing more than just working every day. There was no purpose. 
Surplus Sam's was my first job in Canada. And today, I look back, and I see that job. In addition, to, uh, I see that this job, sorry, in addition to learning and working as well, it has a greater purpose. God has given me a position where I can help in different ways. And I believe God's purpose has been growing, and I declare that it will continue to grow. I started from the bottom of this company, the very bottom. And sometimes my heart hurt a little bit. Just to think that I used to work in the largest companies in the world. But my mom, long time ago, taught me that you have to work always as you are working for God. So whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It's the Lord you are serving. So there is a funny phrase that it says, do you want to know how much you love your job? Count the time you spend in the bathroom. <laughs> and believe me, as a GM, I perfectly know how much time each of the employees spend in the washroom. <laughs> so if you didn't reach this Instagram DM um, about working in what's your passion, and you are doing something that you really don't like, think that 40% of Canadians don't like their job as well. The difference is that you can shine if you want, only if you do it for him. So please uh, join me in this prayer. Lord, thanks for this day. I feel honored to be here, and please help me to deliver your message. I don't want to ask you for anything. I just want to pour out myself in front of you. I want to uh, put my life in front of you, because this is about you and only about you. We don't want to ask for anything, because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Today, we want to give you all of us. Amen. Amen. So, again... Genesis 2.15 And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God took the man and put him in the garden to cultivate and care for it. And Addison read this to us. But then comes something super important for uh, today's theme. In verse 16, the Lord God commanded the man, you may eat from all the trees of the garden, but from the tree of the knowledge of God, an evil 
sorry, for good and evil you must not eat. God is giving the first instruction. And today, according to my work and life experience, I'm going to talk about that, instructions for work. So to warm up, I want to briefly talk about the blessing of work. I have some bullet points about it. Work as an eternal principle. What experiences have you had that show you the importance of work? Jesus has shown us through his example and his teachings that work is as important in heaven as it is on earth. God worked to create heavens and the earth. He caused the seas to gather together in one place and the dry land to appear. He caused grass, herbs, and trees to grow on the earth. He formed the sun, moon, and the stars. He created all living beings in the sea and on land. And finally placed Adam and Eve on the earth to take care of it and to have dominion all over living beings. We are ordered to work. Work has been the way of life on earth since Adam and Eve left the garden. The Lord told Adam, by the sweat, sorry, the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. Adam and Eve worked in the fields to provide sustenance and everything necessary for themselves and their family. Family responsibility. What are some of the responsibilities that fathers, mothers, and children should have at home? What can family members do to contribute the work. Parents must work together to provide what is necessary for the physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being of their family. Paul wrote, for if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith. This is very powerful. Spouses in establishing individual responsibilities should seek inspiration from the Lord and follow counsel. So building a home where gospels principles are taught daily and where love is an order abound as is an important as providing the basics needs like clothing or food. Children should help with family work, too. Children need to have work assignments that match their abilities, and they need to be praised when they do their task well. Good attitudes, habits, and work skills are learned through good experiences gained at home. Looks like I was running in the morning. So, is it possible to enjoy work? How many times do the world sell us the idea of enjoying work? That if you do what you are most passionate about, then you are not working. Right? 
Um, but how many of us have felt several times trapped in a job in which we cannot enjoy? <laughs> if you feel like that, let me tell you the story of when my mom Skype died. Actually, my mom is watching us from Mexico. <laughs> Once I organized a parachute jump, and my mom wanted to jump with us, a group of almost 30 people, and she jumped tandem with a Dutchman. And after she asked him, what is the reason you are here in Mexico? And he told him, I love my job. My purpose is to travel around the world. So I work in each country as a parachute guide. So then let me ask you, what is his job? And what's his passion? And how is he using his passion and work to accomplish his purpose? That got me thinking. How does our attitude affect our work? For some people, work is a burden. However, for others, it is an exciting part of life. One of the ways of to fully, fully enjoy the benefits of life is to learn to love work. Not all of us can choose the kind of work we do. Some work long hours to satisfy the most basic needs. Yes, making it difficult, difficult to enjoy that type of work. However, the happiest people have learned to enjoy the work, whatever it might be. So we can help each other in our work, since the most overwhelming and heaviest burden becomes much lighter when someone shares it with us. The most productive work is the one that comes out of the hands of the happy man. And God doesn't like laziness. So poke the reef of the person next to you and tell him, did you hear? So we agree that vacations are one thing and laziness another, right? So they say that doing nothing is very difficult because you never know when you're done. Ecclesiastes 10:18 offers a detailed description of the consequences of laziness. Through laziness, the roof falls down, and through laziness of hands, the house rains. So laziness is the opposite of diligence. Proverbs 12:24 says, "Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor." And in the next chapter, 13.4 in Proverbs, it says, As sluggards, appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. But also, as it's been mentioned, it's important to maintain a balance of life between work, recreational activities, and rest. We must ensure that there is a balance between work, recreational activities, and rest again. There is a saying, 
doing nothing is the hardest work. Since we never stop to rest. Without work, rest and recreational activities have no meaning, right? So what is an uh, work instruction? A clear and simple example is a computer program. A computer program is a sequence of sets of in instructions in a programming language for a computer to execute. A work instructions provide a set of standards and best practices that members of an organization must follow when performing work processes to achieve desired results. So why is this important? Work instructions are vital in the operation of a, an organization, like a church, for example, for several reasons. They are essential to standardize processes in all areas. And what is standardization? To adjust something or someone to a common pattern or type. What is a pattern? A model or design that can be used as a guide. Additional, additionally, instructions help improve productivity. So instructions must be clear. With clear, detailed instructions, members can pe perform tasks accurately and efficiently without having to guess or make assumptions about next steps. And when everyone performs their task correctly, it is transmitted to the rest of the organization, creating a domino effect in the entire operations. And there are types. The, former, the format of a work instruction may depend on the type of task and the environment in which it's performed. Its most common types are uh, written instructions. Written instructions are the most common type of work instructions. They provide detailed step-by-step -step guidance on completing a task or processes, making them suitable for any work environment. For example, offices can use this tool to instruct their employees in their daily activities. Visual instructions, on the other hand, they explain procedures clearly, quickly, and concisely using diagrams, images, videos, and other visual tools. This makes them ideal for tasks that must be completed quickly and accurately. And verbal, which are the most common ones. Do you follow the instructions? A loving father instructs his children to be successful in life and happy as adults. And children who love and respect their parents accept that instruction. Likewise, our loving Heavenly Father provides us with the direction that brings us success and joy in life. Therefore, it is important that we follow the instructions that God gives us through his world, sorry, world, 
the Bible and his organization, church. In the family circle, we are given instructions that apply to different fields. One of these is the field of family. Marriage and family have a divine origin. The Bible says that God instructs the first couple to have children. God has given instructions to each member of the family regarding their respective duties. For example, the husband and the father are the head of the household, which means that he has the responsibility to provide instruction, food, clothing, shelter, protection, and discipline. And the scripture says that the children should be obedient to their parents. What happens if these instructions are ignored? When the husband doesn't show consideration to his wife, and the wife doesn't respect her spouse, there are disagreements. In fact, this behavior has led to the breakdown of many marriages, and today is like fashionable. Marriage has been harshly attacked and minimized. The disobedience and rebellion of children have caused many parents great sadness. Parents often have a lot of guilt in this regard because they have not raised their children according to the correct discipline. In the congregation, congregation in Spanish, <laughs> we must follow the instructions that Jesus, the head of the church, gave us, like in Ephesians 5.23. For peace and unity in the congregation, all members must follow the direction provided. Our pastor, our elders, and the people who help here send instructions that others must follow carefully and faithfully. We must adapt and apply the instructions to local circumstances in Spanish. We must remember that Jesus is the one who leads the Christian congregation. He is fully aware of what churches around the world needs, and uh, he provides the necessary encouragement and help. This serves as a good example to every member of each congregation. The joy that results. When a builder builds a huge building, he carefully follows the architect's plans so that his construction lasts. In the violent pre-flood days, Noah was commissioned to build an ark. He was told how to build it and what humans and animals would enter it to survive the approaching flood. How did Noah respond? The Bible said, and Noah proceeded to do according to all that God had commanded him. He did precisely so. Only Noah and those who were in the ark with him passed through the flood of life. Today we live in times very similar to the days of Noah, and the Bible tells us what measures we must take for the next steps. 
Therefore, let us receive with appreciation the instructions that God gives through his written word and his church here on earth, on earth and put them into practice. So there is a little guide on how to create or how to generate instructions. Uh, I know there are, there are many steps for it, but I, this is an easy to remember guide. Just think in your hand, you have five fingers. And it's like throwing darts. An instruction must be simple and easy to understand. So identify the tasks you need to perform. That's going to be your eyes. Break them down into smaller or more manageable steps. Those are your darts. Define the end goal to achieve the objective and provide relevant information about hazards and safety warnings around. So you look around and then run it or launch it. Again, five steps. Identify, break them down into smaller steps, define the end goal, look around for hazards, and run it. So in conclusion, working together as a united church, you might recognize that building And in Corinthians 12, 20, it says, as it is, there are many parts, but one body, that all of them may be one. And I need a volunteer to read uh, Philippians 2, 1 to 11. Please. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, it's okay. Philippians two one. Right, Philippians 2, 1 to 11, reading from the NIV. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who, who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, 
all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best, and that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So this passage calls us to have the same mind that was also in Jesus, who humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of the death, even on a cross. He also asks us to have the same love, feeling, the same thing. And I'd like to, uh, the worship team to join me for the next stage of my message. And I will tell you what to do next. In conclusion, work is a blessing from God, which allows us to reflect the God's image, develop our potential and collaborate with his work. The Bible gives us clear instructions on how we should work so that our work is a form of worship, testimony, and service. May God help us to work for him with balance and purpose, and may he give us the wisdom and strength to do so. Amen. For the next step, I'm going to turn off this.
Thank you very much. Thank you all, church. This is a way to summarize how a church can work together with kind of good instructions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.